What's up, dirtbags? Welcome back. Episode 227 of the Midwest Angler Podcast. Scott Sturman, Matt Deitch. Summer break is over, summer, I guess. Summer vacation is over. <laughs> I just back wanted to, to know. Back to the salt mine. Uh, I just wanted to know what it was like to be Matt and uh, take, Have an extended take break. long vacations and whatnot. So uh, Tem- Temporary retirement. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> no, uh, I apologize. Uh, you know, I know on the last episode, uh, 226, I had said, uh, you know, we, we had told you guys that uh, Matt was going to be gone for two weeks on vacation, uh, that I was going to be going on a short vacation towards the end of that two weeks, and that uh, Ramrod and I, or Jeremy K and I, or somebody uh, and I would uh, would be kicking out an episode, but uh, what we didn't say was that it was the county fair. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the county fair. And, uh, and and if you're if you're from where we're from, that's the a big best, deal. It's the best four days of summer, man. <laughs> right. It's, it's a big the deal. best four days of summer. Um, no, and and even even while the fair was going, I still had uh, every. Uh, I I really truly thought that it was going to happen. I had Ramrod lined up, and then there was a sprint car race, and so yeah, we're going to do it the next day. And uh, I don't know, it just it just didn't happen. So it was like, well, you know what? We'll we'll kick out one episode next week. And, uh, next week came and at that point in time, I was getting ready for my own vacation and, uh, oh, rookie move. Ooh. Josh height camp is messaging me. I think he knows that we're, <laughs> I think he knows we're a minute 45 in and you yeah, haven't mentioned to go to angler yet. Yeah. He's like, what's going on? <laughs> and we're just recording. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, Josh. He did uh, catch me on their, on their video camera in there at the store the other day. I was waiting for a message as soon as I saw one from him. I was like, yep. No one I was in there. Well, uh, I guess I guess there's no better time to do it than you know to make sure I'm not getting my butt chewed by Big Josh. But uh, episode 227, like all the other episodes, is brought to you by our good friends up at Dakota Angler in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And uh, Josh is actually uh, they got a bunch of sales going they on do. right now. All Northland Rumble crankbaits on sale. Abu Zada's spinning reels on yeah, sale. Saw that. Scented flicker shads, $3 off. Uh, 13 fishing hard baits, all on sale. All Daiwa line counter reels on sale. Um, they've got a lot of sales going on right now. And there's still uh, there's still a lot of summer left, you know, as much as oh, we can right. kind of get in our head. Like, you know, man, you know, summer's coming to an end. You know, school's going to be firing up here pretty soon. Uh, don't kid yourself, guys. Like, there's still a lot. We've of got good a lot of time fishing. before, and and some of the best of the, you know, some of the best of the year. You know, there's a lot of people that really prefer that fall bite, and, yeah. um, you know, don't, uh, don't, uh, don't think summer's quite over yet. So uh, right. get in there, get get your open water stuff. You know, Ramrod actually came into me today and said that they've got some smoking hot deals on some ice shacks going on up there. Uh, right. he, he said that, golly, I think he said that the, uh, the clam hubs, um, I'm not exactly sure which one it was, but maybe 40% off. Oh, wow. So, uh, you know, if, if you're in the market for ice, uh, want to be early, uh, don't want to wait until, uh, the Dakota Angler Ice Institute, uh, don't be afraid to go check that out neither. Yeah, no doubt about it. I would, like I said, I was up there the other day and <clears throat> a lot right. of red tags on stuff. So, yep. I mean, you go in there, you're going to find some awesome deals. So make make a trip of it. Head up there yep. and see what they got. Um, what else did I see in there that 
you know, like you said, there's a lot of different reels that are on sale. Yep. Um, I think I saw like some of their polarized sunglasses are on sale and mm, stuff like that. And the okay. nice thing about those is that, I mean, it's not just an open water thing. I mean, oh, hell no. I prefer them right yeah. out there on the ice and stuff. So definitely get in there and check it out. And if you can't, online www.dakotaangler.com and use code dirtbag for a little extra savings at checkout uh you'll be happy that you did your significant other will be happy that you did but most of all your wallet will be happy that you did that's exactly right that's exactly right um first off matt i got a question for you yes uh, sir uh our drippy friend ramrod comes rolling into work this morning uh probably uh, rapping some song you know, pro- no i don't know what radio station that he listens to but uh they uh they've got they've they ask a question and then people call in and like for every single day that it goes that they don't get the right answer maybe they like throw twenty dollars right. in the pot or something i don't know but apparently it's like, what do 40% of females find unattractive in their husbands or something like that? And I guess it's on day 20 and every single day, Ramrod's 100% sure that he knows the answer and he calls in all the damn time. <laughs> he does like every single morning, but, uh, whatever it's on day 20 and they can't figure it out. He he's trying to tell me that it's PDA or, uh, I forget what the hell the other one is. Of video games. He thinks it's video games. He thinks that uh, ladies don't like it if their husband, husbands are playing video games, which could very well be. But um, whatever the case, I'm sure he's going to be rolling in tomorrow, and he's either going to tell me that, uh, yep, got it right, he knew it the whole time, or whatever. But uh, um, he comes rolling in this morning eating some Pop-Tarts. All I, right. I want to know how you feel about Pop-Tarts. Uh, it's just, I mean, are they tasty? Yeah, they're tasty. Are but- they? Some of them are, but I they're it's they're almost too sweet for me in the mornings. I mean, even though I'll eat a donut, pop tarts. Pop tarts are one of those things that has gone so far downhill since since we oh, were kids. Right. I mean, they have basically cut the size in half. They don't have that much, you know, frosting on the outside anymore, and the inside, you know, it used to have strawberry filling or whatever. It's like just it's like, like little stra- it's it's, like it's not any good anymore, is. and. uh they, they, these guys don't even, my brother, Eric, I, I said to Ramrod, I said, you're an idiot. Pops, pop tarts suck. And, uh, I, I said, you know, they're a two. The only way you can maybe make them a three is if you put them in the toaster and you know, that's debatable. They're, they're eating them just plain. Yeah. Just plain. There's a lot of kids at school that do that. Like they like go like wildfire. <sighs> kids are always eating them, getting them out of the, they're in the vending machine. So pop tarts. Yeah. And people think it's like what a, nutri- the hell happened? a nutritious breakfast. I don't know. I don't know. I just always go back to what Coach Snyder always used to tell the kids. You know, if, if they showed up to the weight room eating a Pop-Tart, he goes, he said, throw that in the trash, go home, lick your cat's butthole, and then come back here because that's more of a nutritious <laughs> breakfast than a Pop-Tart. So <laughs> well, I'm not I'm not going to sit here and knock anyone about nutrition or anything like that. I mean, well, no, because I mean, take, I, like, take a good hard look at like me, I pal. Said, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll eat a dozen donuts. Oh, exactly. You're right. afraid of that. Without even thinking. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll eat a whole entire Casey's breakfast pizza. It has nothing to do with nutrition for me. I just, I can't, I, I don't know. I just, uh, you know, that that's something for me, like, you know, that, that, you, that you give a kindergartner, like. And, yeah, and, I know what you're saying. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not knocking people that eat them, but man, a living, like, they, my brother Eric and, and 
ramrod they just think pop tarts so like they they think they're 10 out of 10 so was that the answer to the question or don't you no know no no tomorrow i will oh. ramrod will walk into work late and say <laughs> that he was out in the parking lot calling in and uh, whatever uh, maybe it's maybe it's uh 40 percent of their what was it 40 percent of women yeah yeah 40 percent of women don't like this in their husband that they record fishing podcasts <laughs> It might be a hundred percent for the wives that have husbands that do record fishing podcasts. I can guarantee you 100% of them hate it. They really enjoyed the last two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, no. Uh, uh, what well, one thing, one thing that I do truly appreciate is how many people reached out to us, right. you know, Snapchats, Facebook messages, all sorts of stuff. I mean, there has been an absolute boatload of people that have reached out that, you know, that razzing us for not kicking out an episode. And it's not on you, Matt. It's on me. Uh, you know, I, I should have held up to uh, to what I said and, and done it with Ramrod or oh, Jeremy. Oh, that's what but... I told them all when they would message me. I'd be like, oh, that's all Scott's fault. Yeah, it <laughs> is. It is, plain and simple. I mean, there's no getting around it. But, uh, uh, you know, maybe next year when you go on that two-week vacation. You can just come with and we'll record up there. It might be that, or I might just go into it saying, "Like, listen here, guys. Like, this is summer vacation, and and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take two weeks off, and and who knows, maybe next week right. I'll or next year I'll I'll record two episodes. I don't know, but uh, um, I I do got to say, you know, like in all things, like I can kind of get into a mental slump. Like, you know, we kick out an episode, and it seems to me like it's a day and a half later. Like, holy moly, we got to kick out another right. one, and and. Uh, I mean, I was, I was excited to get, to get down here tonight and yeah, get so recording and, yep. you know, it's like, you know what, like haven't done it for a couple of weeks. Uh, um, you know, obviously there's a lot to talk about with your trip, with my trip, uh, you know, with, with some stuff that's going on in the fishing world. And, and, uh, I don't know, I, I, I was excited to get down here tonight and, uh, uh, you know, kick something out and, you know, rat, razz some people and, and whatever. So. Yep. Get, I don't our, know. get our street cred back in the ranch hands. Yep. So, so. Uh, uh, for anyone that did listen to last uh, last week's episode, that's wrong. <laughs> about three weeks ago's episode? But uh, uh, Matt uh, went uh, up to the Alexandria area in yep. Minnesota. Uh, tell us a little bit about that trip and uh, uh, what y'all did up there. You know, the thing I like to think about it all the time is like we're always like talking about yeah, heading up north, heading up north, and it's, it's north central. It's central Minnesota is where it is. Is there I mean, bears there? No. Okay, then you're not north yet. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, we headed up there. We go, this is, I think, our 10th year going to Westridge Shores Resort on Lake Mary. Um, so that's always, it's always a great time. Great resort, you know, great area where it is on the lake and everything like that. Uh, yeah, the first two weeks it was Emily and I, or the first week it was Emily and I. Uh, the second week my... My family, my two brothers and their wives and children came up, and my parents. Um, so, no, it was. It's always. It's always a good time. Like I said, uh, look forward to it every year. The first week, it was crazy. We we got up there the first couple of days. It was it was chilly. Yeah, as crazy as like you think with the weather we've had the last few days and stuff like that. But uh, we got up there and. I think the first couple of days, you know, there was some northwest winds. We had a lot of northwest winds the first week, so you know that's why the cool temperatures yep, were blowing yep. in and everything like that. Um, made it a little difficult to fish some spots and everything. But this year, our fishing was probably the best it's been in a long, long time. Really? Our walleye fishing was probably the best it's ever been. Yeah. While we're up there, I mean, we catch a lot of little ones on that lake, 
but uh, this year we were able to really get into some quality fish. Uh, okay. The one morning I went out, caught a limit of uh, 16 to 18 and a half inch walleyes. I mean, great healthy looking fish. Other times we go out. Slit their throats and threw them back? Yeah, bang, you know, knock them Bang them, them off your motor? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. I think, I mean, a lot of people are looking at me funny when I get them up close. Instead of grabbing the net, I grab the twenty two and shoot them. So... <laughs> <laughs> good morning <laughs> i had to double tap a couple of them you know they still kind of flopping so <laughs> no. you like to be humane about it <laughs> right <laughs> didn't want them to suffer you right know, people right, look at right. you like you're crazy but yeah. it's like hey we're on the country this isn't in town yeah. so i have every right to do this check the state <laughs> And everybody's like, why is, why is he yelling, get the 22, yeah. get the 22? Yeah. thought it was a 22-incher. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, no, um, like I said, actually, the bass fishing was good, too. It is always up there. There's just not, yep. a, lot of, there's yep. just not a lot of big fish in that lake. Every once in a while, you might stumble across, like, a 19, 20-incher. But uh, there's a lot of good quality three- to four-pound fish in there. Every once in a while, you'll get you know that four pound range but the average is probably about two to three pounds yeah. and i think that goes for a lot of those lakes up there still fun catching oh definitely definitely a blast um then you know the pan fish was really good uh caught a lot of bluegills a lot of crappies um so you know that kind of if you're bored and the other things aren't biting you can always do that and of course as many little northerns that you you oh, yeah. you, you care to you yeah. care to hook into yeah. and I don't know. After this, after those two weeks, I don't know what's worse: the little bluegills or the little northerns trying to unhook, or the big walleyes. Yeah. <laughs> or, no. No. Okay. My bad. My bad. Move along. <laughs> right. But you know what I mean? They're yep. like both so spastic that I mean, at least the northerns, you just got to kind of worry about the mouth. Yep. Where the bluegills, it's like they got like I don't know. It's like a Swiss Army knife. Yeah. They're balling needles <laughs> flying around. Yep. Like, yep. So like my hands like are feeling pretty good the last couple of days, you know, not getting all cut up and everything like that. So shout out to the guides that do that like daily. I mean, yep. their hands got to take a beating. You know how yellow bass are over at Okaboji, oh, you yeah. know, they're, they're, the, uh, their gill plates are sharp yep. and whatnot. Like, man, you go over there and, and, uh, get on a good yellow bass bite. Like you go home and it's a self-sacrifice. Like, <laughs> it's like, holy moly, don't touch, don't you touch get anything. Any salty on yeah, your hands. Exactly. You're like, oh my yep. God. Yep. Yep. No, so like I said, um, it was it was a great trip. Uh, the first time ever having the live scope up there, and that definitely helped me out. Yep. As far as targeting the walleyes, did a lot of bobber scoping. Um, there's a lot of good videos out online on how to do that. So if you're interested in doing it, definitely um, take a look at one of those. Will Pappenfoos has a good one out on Northern Northland fishing. So so time out just. Uh... So, so Matt called that bobber scoping, and what that actually is, is Matt is is either trolling along or getting into an area, and using that forward-facing sonar and scanning around, finding a fish, and then casting a slip bobber and a leech. I'm yep. assuming that's yep. what I use as a leech at at that target. Yep, and then watching it come up and bite. You know, yep. the, it's called bobber scoping, but uh, uh, yeah, I just, just I, it's, it's slip bobber fishing, and you're using the live scope, and instead of it was kind of funny, like I took my brothers and my dad out to do it and stuff like that, and it took them a little bit to catch on on how to do it. I, th- I, I think, think I think it's a mind a mind oh, screw mind f because uh, 
because you think of bobber fishing as so old school, but then you think of the forward facing sonar being so new school. Yep. So like bobber school, like, wait a minute. Yeah. yeah so, I know. so you're going to use that $3,000 little screen right there with a hook and a bobber. Oh, believe me. There was people driving yeah. by me. Like, like <laughs> I'm standing the there you're doing, old holding son? the slip yep. bobber and they're looking at me like, he does have realize he has to cast that out in order to catch fish, <laughs> like to catch fish. Right. Like, because I mean, my dad struggled with it a little bit at first too, like because you know he's so old school that you get know, it out there. Gotta, there ain't a damn you, fish out there. I can tell yeah. you, there ain't a damn fish yeah, out you there. You throw it out there, you leave it sitting, you sit there and watch your bobber and wait, you know, and you know, wait for it to go down, and it never does, and never does, and it's just like, I'd like you said, I was can't order there and be like, just reel it in, and they're like reel it in. I'm like, yeah, reel it in. I mean, there's no point of having it. Sit I can 100 percent right tell you that there right is no there. fish right. in that area because right. I can look out there and see it. Exactly right. And uh, once we started figuring that out, I mean, I finally told him. I was like, you know, after a couple like miss hook sets and stuff like that, or he's or he asked me, he's like, should should I set the hook now? Should I set like when should I set the hook? I'm like. Dad, it's still slip bobber fishing. You're yeah, the one that the taught us yep. how to do that. And he like, you know, use your judgment. <laughs> don't, like, don't overthink, don't overthink it. it yep. You know, so, you, are, you are more than good enough to fish this technique. I know the night I brought my brother Mike out, uh, we pulled up. I marked some fish on the on the sonar, and it's like, all right, drop the live scope down there, scanned over, and I was like, oh, there's one over there. You know, twenty feet, throw it over there. You know, I sh showed him like on the top of the pole that I have, there's like an arrow that's pointing. So it's like the transducers face this way. You know, you want to yep. cast it over there so that we can see it. And like he cast it out there and he no more cast it out there or, or me. I can't remember who it was. And I mean, right away, all of a sudden here one comes swimming up to it. And Had to be sudden, you because God knows it wasn't Mike. <laughs> it might have been a little one. <laughs> that could it might have be. been a little one. Be. And uh, like I said, it goes down and is he was just like, he just started laughing. He's just like, oh, my God. It's like, <laughs> this it's is like, what yeah. I've been missing. It's just like, yeah, I know, isn't it? It's just crazy. You know, that, like you said, it's so simple, it's stupid. You, you know, know, that 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 to me, though, is like when we had Dave Gens on, yep. and, and he was talking about going around with the very first Vexlars, you know, dropping them down in holes and showing yep. guys, you know, like, hey, you see that? Yep, see that? That's your, that's your bait. That thing that's coming up towards it, that's, that's a fish. fish. Yep. All right, he's on you set the hook yeah. you know i mean for for mike and your dad you know to to see that you know obviously they've watched videos of forward facing yep. sonar before but to actually get it in your hands and you know to be like okay so i should cast right out there and then to have it work it's got to be one of those deals one of those moments where it's just like holy smokes oh, even for me the first time i mean i've seen it done oh, before, absolutely yeah but up there by myself that first the first time that i caught fish doing it like really, I really went out there and really focused on doing it. And, uh, the first time it happened, you know, I'm scanning all of a sudden it's like, Oh, here it comes up. And you look over and all of a sudden your bobber just slowly starts going down and you're just kind of like, it's real. It's, it's really like, happening. Okay. It <laughs> is. It's just like, yep. it's like you yep. would turn around and look and try to find other people to yell at and be like, it's <laughs> hey guys, guys, yeah. it's working. Yeah. Come over here. Cause how many times have we ever like, you watch a YouTube video, like a fishing one and you're like, Oh yeah, I could do that. And you go out there and you try it and you're like. I must suck. I mean, it's confidence I booster right. to, you know, to know what you're supposed to do, but then yep. to have it happen. You know, I think the really neat part about that trip for you, uh, and, and, you know, it doesn't even necessarily have to be a two week trip. Like what you do, like, uh, Kendall DeGroat goes up to, uh, Iowana beach resort yep. up on Portage Lake up in Northern Minnesota, um, whatever the case. But, uh, you know, when you have a whole entire week or when you have 
two weeks in your case or 10 days or, you know, even, even four days, five days, uh, you, you don't feel like you're on such a time crunch. Like you can right. go out yep. there and, and experiment. You know, I feel like when, when you've got a weekend, when you've got a Saturday and a Sunday or a Friday, a Saturday, whatever, um, you know, you, you're, you're kind of behind the eight ball the whole entire time. If, if you want to go up there to try to experiment, you know, you, you don't want to waste any time. You, you can't go out and spend a whole entire morning experimenting because uh, yep. at the end of the day, I want to get out there and catch some damn fish, exactly. like, you know, and, and it's easy to just, you know, whatever, I'm just going back to, to do what I know works and whatever. Yep. But when you've got two weeks up there and it's like, you know what, the next four days forecast looks good. Like, I'm going to go out and experiment all day today. I can catch fish all day tomorrow, yeah. you know, both the old techniques, but today. And, you know, to really get those techniques dialed in. And, and obviously, you can't dial them in in a day. You can't dial them in in a week. You can't dial them in in a month. But, you know, to, to gain some confidence exactly. for you that, that the next time that you're out there, you don't just revert back to the old faithful. Yep. That, you know, you know what, I, 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 I have enough confidence in this that I'm willing to give it another shot. And and it did happen to me up there that first week. I did spin my tires a little bit with, yep. with the yep. forward-facing sonar. Like, I got out there, and I was throwing a jig wrap on it and stuff, and I caught a couple fish. I caught a few fish doing that. You know, I saw them come up and eat. But like I said, it was kind of windy, and having a separate pole mount for my transducer it was tough to run that and do the casting and work yep. the jig at the yep. same time and stuff like that. I almost felt like a drummer at times because you're like, <laughs> you're also using your foot on the, it's like, you're like trying to get like a rhythm going. Every here. limb on your body's got a job. <laughs> it does. I mean, you know, so the people that are people that sit there and say, Oh, that's cheating. You know, the forward faces, Oh, that's cheat. It's like, uh, go out there and like do it for a while. And you'll, you'll find out fast that it, it takes a while. You like, you got to, you gotta like gain some respect for the guys that really yep. have it dialed in. So like the first, like I said, so then I was kind of like, oh, so I did. I was like, I reverted back to what I knew to do, and I threw a jig on with a fluke, and I went up to this long point in some shallow water, while I, where I always know there's some walleyes up there, and started casting that. And, you know, I was catching all kinds of like 12 inch walleyes and stuff doing that, and it was just like okay. And then like you said. When we first got up there, the, that Saturday when we got up there, we stopped at the bait shop, and I did buy a dozen leeches just because I was like, I'm going to give this a shot eventually. Yep. And finally, one of the last days, we had a morning or an evening, I think it was, where it was like dead calm. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go out there. I'm yep. going to do this. And that night, I caught a couple of nice ones, and it was just like, okay. And slowly yep, there started there figuring, might be something here. You know, kind yep. of started figuring it out, and then, you know, Saturday rolls around, and you don't really get a fish a whole lot on Saturday just for the fact that, you know, the family's coming in and doing all that. You got to move out of your cabin to a different one. And Sunday morning, I was like, well, I'm going to go out and give this a shot. You know, I haven't really fished a lot of early mornings when I was up there. So I went out there and yeah, freaking first like three casts marked or I marked a little school of walleyes and it was like first cast, throw it out there. And it was like a 18 inch and it was like, sweet, you know, all right next cast same thing you know the fish stayed there and i was able to really you know within a couple hours be done so yep. so now i gotta ask you you know with, with you using that forward facing sonar and and marking you know like you say a small school of walleyes uh with having marcus Quam and Dwayne Gelmon, you know here in the last couple weeks uh both of them made it sound like walleyes aren't exactly doing what we 
think walleyes are always doing. They're not always sucked to the bottom. Right. Uh, yeah, that, and that's I mean, very true. Did, did you see some suspended fish? Definitely. I saw some bigger suspended marks sometimes, and I'd throw to them, but they never really would show much interest, so I didn't know if those were like carp cruising yep. or something yep. like that. I mean, there's not a lot of carp in that lake, but I know that there is some yep. every once in a while that yep. come up and jump out there and stuff like that. So, uh, But, I mean, I think the funniest things, the nice one of the nice things about the forward-facing sonar is I'd be able to mark schools of like the panfish. Yep and or like three or four of them swimming around and i'd cast my bobber out there and pretty soon all of a sudden you see them come flying over there and it's just like you start reeling it as fast <laughs> as you can so they don't steal your leash yep. And, yep. you know and all that stuff but um no northerns you could usually tell when it was a northern coming up because they were just spastic almost kind of similar to the trout a trout yeah yeah, yeah. and uh no i had a lot of people ask me about it at the dock and everything like that just a lot of questions about it and i i would tell them about like our experience ice fishing with it out yep. the, on the hills watching the trout with it it's like i mean they they all thought it was pretty cool and you know i should have probably taken there's a couple of people that i've gotten to know really good up there hopefully next year i'll be able to take them out and like, yep. show them how to do it and everything yeah, and like when, that and you got to get a little confidence yourself before it's right. like you know what hop in the boat with me well you know i'm just still learning this <laughs> thing but you know yeah you know but like I said, the second week we were up there, we had all kinds of like calm, calm days. And, you know, hell up there too, we had that day just like you guys had down here where it was a hundred some, like a yep. hundred degrees on the heat index, dead calm out there, like not typical what you would think. Walleye, walleye weather. weather. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go out and give it a shot. And like, you know, Emily was like, the hell with that. I'm not going out there. It's too <laughs> damn hot. I yep. mean, I mean, I was almost, I was just pouring sweat when I went out there, but I mean, I had like three boom, boom, boom again. Really? When I got out there, and I had missed three other ones too that came huh. off halfway up. One that was I could see that was close to the boat that popped off, and I was running out of leeches, so I had to call up my brother Mike and my dad. And I was just like, "Are you guys out?" And they're like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Damn." They're like, "Why?" I was like, "I need more leeches." <laughs> and they're like, "All right, we'll go back and get you some." Pretty soon here they come buzzing across the lake, and that was the second time. Then Mike jumped in the boat with me got out of dad's boat and jumped in with me and he finally ended up catching a keeper nice so but yeah i think we, him and i came in with five that night so right on so yeah no i mean but you know everybody was catching it was just nope everybody in the resort was catching fish the second week it was it was pretty awesome it was a good week for it, it i mean it was a good week for people the weather isn't typical what you think for good fishing weather yep. but i mean the fish were the fish were hungry and uh Unfortunately, one twenty-eight inch wall. I did hit the cleaning shack, but yeah, somebody caught one up there, and you know they were pretty proud of it. And here they come walking up the dock with it in the net, and it's just like, oh. no kidding. And you do see a lot of little walleyes yep. in the cleaning shack. You know, a lot of twelve inches, even smaller. Now, sometimes you know, you know, I can't fault a person for it because a lot of these people yeah. are up there with kids and. You know, a kid catches one. There was a couple nights where kids would come up off the dock and be like, how'd you guys do? I caught a walleye. You know, I caught a yep. walleye. And it's just like, oh, that's cool, you know, and stuff yep. like that. So, you know, to each their own. Yep. I mean, yep. it's, it's legal. It's within so. the rules. So, yep. so yeah. Huh. No, it, like I said, it was it was an awesome trip. And Eric, Eric and Aaron up there do a great job of taking care of us. Hell, they let Emily, Eric, the first night we were there, let Emily drive the freaking <laughs> skid loader. loader. 
Yeah. She's like, do you think Eric would? She's like, I've never drove one before. Do you think Eric would let me? I was like, I guess you could ask him. And he's like, yeah, the keys are in it. He's like, just went over there and showed her how to run it. And she just had to check it off the bucket list. That's exactly what it was. And he's like, yeah. you want to drive the tractor too? And I was like, well, let's just, let's just. <laughs> let's get her back to the cabin. She's yeah, had a couple so too like, many dotties. She, she, she's, she's already starting to like. Put out job applications to Austin and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. over there at AB Excavation. <laughs> yep. So, um, what, yeah. what was that? What was that place that you went? Ray's Ray's Warehouse? Or? Oh, yeah, Ray, Ray's Warehouse. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yep, it's quite the place up there. Or Ron's, Ron's, not Ron's, Ray's, yeah. Ron's. Yep. Ron's Warehouse in Alexandria. That is quite the experience. You so can... people from that area, they know what the hell we're oh, yeah. talking about. And some people, some people listening are like, well, I love Ron's. I, I love Ron's too. I mean, but it's, you can, if you want to go people watch, go people watch up there. I mean, it, it's, they got a little bit of everything. Yeah. So. I know you said uh, one aisle might be auto parts. The next aisle might be kitchen parts. The yeah. next aisle you might get five gallons of nacho cheese <laughs> it's exactly it's exactly <laughs> what it is and then the next aisle some kids toys and you know yeah. some clothes that it's just like they got they must have went there must have been a store out in glacial park montana or, or wyoming or something like that that was closing out some and they bought every one of their t-shirts because nice kids <laughs> bamf national park huh? yeah yeah so i mean it, it we always on that Saturday when my family comes up and we have to leave the resort while they're cleaning it, you know, we always go out and kind of adventure around Alexandria and we always hit up Ron's because yeah. Oh, I think you never my know wife, what you're going to find. My, I better keep my wife out of there. She, she'd be dangerous in a place like that. Yeah. No, I even, I even got on the tube for the first time and tube behind the old pontoon really? in like 20 years. Really? At your age, that's probably not the that's best. That's what design. I was thinking. I was like, Ooh, I can't man. believe you came walking in here. Yeah, I know. I, I will. I want. I'll admit that I was a little sore, and I did wipe out on it because really? I got a little cocky. You know, yeah, yeah, you start yeah. going. And you, uh, you got you start, nephews and nieces start, there. You no, can. it wasn't. It was just. It's just Mike and I and uh, his wife and uh, my wife in the in the pontoon. So okay. <laughs> yep. So I was like, I, I'll get out there because my my nieces and nephews they have one of them big mables oh yeah yep that i'm like that's like a recliner out there yep. it's like you can't ever throw them off and that's like the point of tubing is you're trying to throw the people on the tube off yep and they did have one like belly tube so finally we got it out there and yeah i found out that i'm not as young as what i once was so mm, that's that's the that's the cold hard truth for all of us yeah yeah yep. no but overall you know i got my nephew koi out bass fishing the one day and nice I, was, I started catching him on a chatterbait, and him and I had went into the bait shop, and I had bought him a few things. And he's like, you think you could tie mine on? Cause he wanted, yeah. Because he, he had the chatterbait on, but then he wanted to throw a spinnerbait, so we throw a spinnerbait on there. And, and pretty soon he's like, you think you could put my chatterbait on there for me? I was like, yep. So then he started hooking that, and then he finally hooked into one, and it looked just like Wicked Tuna. Like yeah. <laughs> his rod was like bent over the side of the boat and he's looking at me i'm like yeah that's all you, you get man. it it's in, all pal. you yeah man. it's all you emily netted it for him and nice. he was he was pretty super pumped about it and it was a bigger fish and i was like you want to hold it i it's like do you want you want to hold it like like a real bass fisherman does or do you want to i got one of them like little rapala plastic oh, yeah. things yep. that you can hook into the mouth to hold it and He's like, no, no, I want to hold it. I'm like, all right, good. And I was like, you might need two hands on this one, bud. So That's what I'm talking about. So he locked onto her and got a picture, and, yeah, he thought that was pretty cool. So Cool. No, it was a lot of fun. You know, my nieces and nephews have a great time up there fishing, and my dad does. I know he even got my mom out. 
and uh, they were fishing together, and she got her line tangled, and so she handed it to Dad so he could get untangled. My dad, he likes to fish with those crappie poles, no matter how much crap we give him, and they're like 10, yeah, 12 super foot long. long. Ones, yeah. It's just like he's got a 14-foot boat the way it is. It's like, oh, my gosh, Dad. So he gives it to my mom, and he's like, here, fish with this while I get that. Well, my mom catches a bluegill. And she wings that thing in, and she has no control over it, and wings it right over there and smacks him. Basically, bitch slaps my dad with a bluegill <laughs> right in the face. And, 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 the, and the fin got dad right across the nose. Three marks, bleeding. <laughs> it's like, oh, man. Old Jig and oh, Joe. Brenda's getting after Joe yep. out there. So Nice. No, good old time. Like I said, look forward to it every single year. Um, appreciate you and Dusty taking care of the dog for me while we are gone. Um, it's a big undertaking and stuff like that. So a big thank you for that. Um, but you also were able to get out and get on an adventure too, weren't you? Yep. Yep. Uh, on, on an adventure, uh, nothing, nothing quite, uh, quite like yours, but, um, last week, Wednesday, uh, my wife and I and our three kids, uh, went out to the Black Hills. Um, had a good time out there, but, uh, one thing that, uh, became very evident to us is, uh, traveling with a two-year-old, three-year-old this coming week. Uh, it's rough. That's rough. (laughs) He did, he did well on the drive out there. We left, uh, we left at eight, eight o'clock, uh, couldn't get anyone to leave any earlier than that. Uh, got out to the Black Hills, uh, about one thirty, two o'clock, something like that. Uh, made good time. And uh, we could check into our hotel at 3, so we kind of killed a little bit of time at, at the Walmart and Rapid. Uh, Kayla had to grab a couple things. We made it in, and uh, um, yeah, all good. But uh, um, went out to eat that night. Everything was good. But uh, Slate did not get a good night's sleep that night. And uh, that just kind of started the uh, the snowball effect all weekend long. And uh, yeah, it would... Uh, it was rough. It was rough. Um, you know, we, we definitely had a lot of fun times. Uh, met up with Craig Euler and, and his family. Uh, we went and fished at Legion or, or swam and kayaked at Legion Lake. Uh, you know, obviously ate lunch together, uh, grilled out at the Euler cabin that evening. Um, awesome. Absolutely awesome time. They, they got a cool little cabin uh, in, in a little, I don't know, lake lake mountain community you know uh cabin community deal uh uh we're cruising around on golf carts and just doing freaking awesome stuff it, it was god dang it it was fun it, it it that 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 was probably the highlight of the trip for me but uh um whatever the case uh did that and took uh family pictures out there um yeah it, it was good uh did the 1880 train um you know tried to Tried to not do all the touristy things. You know, I've been out there enough times that, right, yeah. you know, didn't really need to. But uh, my my slate, he, he's absolutely obsessed with trucks, trains, and buses. So uh, while, when you're there, there. Yep, yep, you know, whatever. So it was fun. And I got to admit, I probably enjoyed it more than what a 34-year-old <laughs> should. You know, it's just cool. You know, there, you know, you'd cruise along on that train louder than hell. Yeah. And, you know, there was times where 15 yards off the tracks, there's a deer bedded down. You know, I think they see that train so often yeah. they they don't even so care. Used to it, you know, yeah. they don't even care, and and it's just like holy smokes, like there's deer, and you know, I mean, we saw a lot of deer, but uh, ah, it was fun. It was it was a heck of a lot of fun. We get off the train at Keystone, 
you know, we, we drove from Hill City to Keystone. We're yeah. walking off, and all of a sudden, I, I hear, hey. I look over, Tyler and Kim Clausen. <laughs> I mean, this, this dude was, right. stood in my wedding. Like, right. I, I, I stood in his wedding. Like, I didn't even know they were going to be out there. Right. There Running they are, and it's like, holy shit. And uh, um, there, there was Rock Rapids people in our hotel. We walked into our hotel. The first people that we see go flying by and it's like that beckett rust okay yeah yeah and aubrey's like they're they're from uh they're from rock rapids i'm like now and she's like yeah hell sure shit we go to the swimming pool a little bit a little bit later and aubrey's sitting there talking to this lady and she's like wait you guys are from rock rapids i'm like yeah we're from rock rapids whatever (laughs) um we ran in god dang it i forget we ran into a couple other rock rapids people it's crazy how that goes oh man small world oh you know it was dead week so yep yeah everyone's gonna be out there at the same time well everybody's kind of going on vacation so it's just like you run in it is it is wild how many people that you run into i mean up there at that resort there's some people i mean actually you know jeremy k he goes up there and there's a couple other people my neighbor jeremy k yeah that's who you're talking yeah neighbor and uh there's some other people that I know that go up to that resort, but while we're up there, there's some people from like um, West Bend yep. and stuff, yep. and you, you start talking to them and some other people from Iowa, and it's just like, oh, okay, yep, yep. Midwest is pretty of, little. You start talking right. to people, you can make connections. Yep. Well, I got a cousin that lives in Rock Rapids, <laughs> exactly, you know, all right. sorts of stuff like that, but uh, um, yeah, whatever. Uh, um, then uh, we, we actually cruised back already on Saturday. Um, like I said, my, my two-year-old turns three this coming week. And so, uh, we, uh, had a birthday party over at Okaboji on, uh, on Sunday. Uh, everything was going great. And then it came time to open presents and my, uh, he, he decided to do a, uh, a nose dive from three steps up onto the, uh, concrete patio. And that kind of just wrecked the day after that. It, it, <laughs> he, he did okay, but, uh. He, he got a heck of a scuff up on his forehead and, and his cheek and his lip and, and his leg. And was like, oh, boy. But uh, whatever the case, uh, no, overall, uh, good good four or five days for me there. And, uh, um, yeah, it was good. I, I got to say, actually, um, I finally got my boat lift in. Nice. And, uh, you know, I've, I've kind of debated. I've kind of gone back and forth on, on what I should be doing here. And, uh, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to be truthful. I'm going to tell you exactly how the hell it happened. Uh, I'm going to try to do this without getting too heated and without, <laughs> without I'll saying try, too I'll, many I'll swear try, words. Right. I'll try to help you stay calm. But, uh, um, so, you know, I've told you guys before that I bought a boat lift over there at Okaboji. I think I've said it on here, yeah, right? Yeah. I've said it have. on here. Um, 4th of July weekend, uh, I got my eye that, that the neighbor two houses down had a, had a boat lift for sale. I went over there, talked to him. He had a little 16 foot fishing boat. Uh, him and his boys no longer put it in. Um, they just didn't do enough fishing with it anymore. And, uh, so I'm like, well, you know, I wanted to buy it. He wanted to sell it. All right. Perfect. You know, got to only move it two houses down. You know, how, how hard is that? Right. Well, harder than what we freaking thought. So I pay this dude, you know, and, and I mean, I know I'm buying an older lift. I'm not spending big money. I, right. I get that. So, so here's how the story goes. I call in to Clary Lake service over in Milford, Iowa, I think. Yeah. Clary Lake service in Milford. That's who's always done my parents, uh, boat lifts and whatnot over there. As far as my parents are concerned, they've always treated them pretty good. So I call in there and I say, hey, this is Scott Sturman, 
at this address. I need you to move the boat lift that it has the for sale sign on it at this address, two houses down. Just move it right over to this dock. I, I explained to him where I want it. And he says, all right, sounds good. Then I, we, we talked about how this is an older boat lift. It's been in the same spot for a long time. There's a good chance these legs could be seized up in it. Right. I say, if they are, put it on the other side of the dock. My mom likes to have that side of the dock open so that we can do some swimming over there. Yep. But if need be, push, put it on that side of the dock, you know, if you can't get the legs out. All right. Sounds good. So that following, like I call in on a, on a Monday morning and that following Wednesday, my mom gives me a call and she says, Hey, uh, they picked up that boat lift from the neighbors. Oh yeah. Sounds good. How, you know, how does it look out there? Oh, they didn't bring it here. And I'm like, Oh, all right. You know, this is fair enough. You know, like whatever, well, maybe they were having some issues with, you know, those legs. And so maybe they went over to the, um, you know, to the, to the boat ramp or something, you know, to kind of, you know, work them out or something. So the next day I called my mom and I was like, Hey, did they ever bring the, that boat lift over? No, they never did. I'm like, Hmm. Okay. So I'm, I call him and I say, Hey, you know, this is Scott Sturman. You came and you picked up that boat lift yesterday. Uh, I was supposed to bring it over here to twenty six twelve. you know, whatever. Um, it didn't come, you know, what's going on? Oh yeah. Yeah. I think they picked it up. Uh, I think they might've had some problems with the legs. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, what's going what's on? Up? You know, like, yeah, well, what's wrong with the legs? We kind of had made it, you know, I, I thought we had kind of said that if the legs didn't work, you know, to extend out, just put it on the other side. He was going to, he was going to look into it and he was going to give me a call back. All right. All fair right. enough. So like five days goes by. I don't hear anything back. A couple days goes by, don't hear anything back. So finally I call back in and I say, Hey, this is Scott Sturman. You remember that boat lift you picked up and you were supposed to drop off and you never did. And what the hell's going on here? Yeah. Yeah. There was something wrong with the legs. The legs broke. Legs broke. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, legs weren't broke when it was sitting there. Right. They were I know that, you know, I mean, there's an outside chance they weren't in good condition. Right. I didn't get, I didn't put the scuba gear on and go down there, but I know the thing was standing up, you yeah. know, where it was. Yep. So then he proceeds to tell me that they took a sledgehammer to it to try to pop the legs out and that they broke two of the legs. The hell? With a sledgehammer. <laughs> okay. So do you remember that part of the conversation right. where I if said that if them. you couldn't get it out, that you just put it over there? Well, he was going to look in to see how bad it was. He'd give me a call back. Okay. And I never hear back. And I never hear back for like three days. So finally, I call back there and I I talk to him again. And he's like, so I was like, hey, this is Scott Sturman. Again, you remember that guy that you keep telling that you're going to call back and you never call back? back. Jeff? Jeff is the salesman. If you don't want to deal with a piece of shit, don't deal with Jeff. (laughs) But, uh. So I'm like, hey, you said you were going to call me back once again. You didn't. What the frick is going on here? Well, we picked up that lift. Yeah, I know yeah, you, you picked up it, the like damn lift. Ago. Yeah, like <laughs> it, it's over two weeks at this right. point. Like, yeah, we, we've, we've talked about this, Jeff. Like, did you forget 
what is going on with the lift? What is going on? Why don't I have my lift yet? What did you break? What the, what's it going to take to fix it? What the hell's going on? Just right. freaking tell Keep me. Keep me informed. He's going to call me back. Oh. He's going <laughs> to go out there. There's no work order. So I said, you're going to call me back? Yep, he's going to call me back. So this is on a Friday. So it gets to be 3 o'clock on Friday afternoon. Still no call. Still no call. And Ooh. I know how people like to cut out early yep. on Friday yep. afternoons. So I call back in. Jeff is gone. Go figure. He, he's, he's, he's just out on a job site or oh, something okay. like that, they said. So I don't know who this other guy is that answered, but I feel kind of bad for him because Scott kind of had one of those deals where diarrhea of the mouth. And I said, <laughs> I said, what the yeah, is going, going on right. here? Like, you say you're going to call me back. You don't call me back. Like, what the is going yeah. on here? You picked up a lift that was in working order. You wrecked a lift that was in working order. What the is going on here? So he says... I will call you back. I will call you back. Me or Jeff will call you back. About 45 minutes later, Jeff calls me back and he tells me, hey, Scott, I got the numbers together. Numbers? Numbers together on what? What, moving it from here to there? What it's going to cost to fix that lift that we broke. <laughs> oh, really? Really? What is that? Well, they're going to have to, they're gonna have to saw off the, all the existing legs because they're stuck in place. They're going to have to weld new tubes on the side. They're going to have to put new legs underneath of it. It's going to cost me 1200 bucks. <laughs> Guys, we are talking about a lift that barely cost that to begin with. Right. Yeah. Like what the, like Jeff, do you remember when you told me the other day that they broke it with a sledgehammer? Do you remember when I told you that if you couldn't get the fucking legs to put <laughs> them over them. on that side of the dock? Right. Do you remember any of that shit, Jeff? <laughs> do you remember that? No, you don't. Cause you're an idiot Right. and you suck at your job. And, and the dudes that you got picking up boat lifts, they suck at their job, too. Like, I was fucking oh, pissed. I'm I pissed off it. right now. I so it. I'm you're $1,200 more into this damn boat lift. If you're going to get a boat lift put in, don't use Clary Lake Service over at Okaboji. And if, and, if, and if Jeff, if you happen to be listening to this or anyone else, give me a call. I'd love to talk it he over with call. you again. One more time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Call damn right he won't call, call me. He'll call you in a couple days. <laughs> he ain't going to call me at all. No. He ain't going to call me at all. I guarantee it. Never does. But uh, Oh, wow. So whatever. I finally got a damn boat lift in place. Cost me an extra $1,200. I don't have an issue. Like, if, if you come and pick it up and you say, hey, you know, this is what we're running into. Yeah. I mean, when you pick it up and it's like, son of a gun, like this thing is not in good condition. Right. Give me a call and say, hey, man, this thing's not in good condition. Right. Before we do anything. Before we do anything, you know, I don't I don't think it, we should be moving it over there because the legs are bad. Then I can say, you know what? Put it right back down there. I'm going to call this dude that I'm buying it from and say, you know what? Clary came, picked it up. Things in worse condition than I thought. Yeah. I don't want it. Yeah. But instead... You pick it up, you break the damn thing, and then you wait two weeks to tell me about it. Yeah. So at that point in time, do you think I can go back to that guy and say, hey, uh, that, that boat lift that uh, Clary broke yeah. and you, you know, two weeks ago? Bucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't want to buy it. Yeah, you owe exactly. them $1,200. Bucks. Exactly. Oh, jeez. So, yeah, there's <sighs> nothing more frustrating. And then, like you said, to keep you in the dark about it, never to you know, get back to you and stuff, that's just not be, good. Yeah, just be upfront about it. If they would have called me right off the bat, and said, you know what, this thing's going to need some new legs. Like, this thing is in rough rough condition, man. You sure? Like, okay, you know what, maybe I don't want to do this, whatever. But like I said, 
I can't change my mind after two weeks has gone by. I've paid this dude. The thing has been broken. What the hell am I supposed to do at this right. point besides pay the money? And and that's, that's you know, I get it. West, you know, Okaboji over there, people understand that the people got the money. Why ain't one of those dudes? Oh, you're working, like, man. <laughs> I'm just like, whatever. Oh, then uh, you know. that was what I was going to ask you. How many times do you suppose that happens where, oh. where they're just like, they call up to people be like, oh, yeah, you yeah. know, it's going to be this much. And they're just like, oh, okay. Yeah, yo, they, like, I, I guarantee you. And, and it's not just what, Clary. It's, but, right. it's, but it's I mean, they're slipping the pickle to a ton of people right. over there. But uh, whatever the case, so I finally got that damn thing in place. And uh, uh, yeah, hopefully this weekend I'll get a boat over there. I'll get it in, uh, get it in and pff, whatever. What a nightmare. Hopefully I've got a, hopefully I've got a boat lift now that's going to last me a little while. Do I think it's right. going to last me 25 years? No, I'm not expecting it to. But uh, I've actually got another motor already lined up. If that motor goes bad, I've got another electric All motor right. that's ready to rock and roll. Um, ready to go there. They they replaced the they replaced the cable. They replaced the legs. I've got a good top on it. Like son of a bitch, this thing's damn near brand new. <laughs> damn near brand new. But uh, whatever. Well, hopefully you're rewarded by catching just a slammer bass when you go over yeah, there. Whatever. I don't know. It's. It's done now. I I had kind of forgotten all about this. I had kind of debated whether or not to say it because I I just for for those of you that have listened to this show at at all, you know, they they know that once I get going, oh, yeah, <laughs> kind of. I wish probably I, I should have I should have had a video of you doing that because that old face was getting pretty red over there. How I many mean, times was... have we gotten done recording and I look at you and I say, Matt, I probably shouldn't. Have said is that, that too much? <laughs> <laughs> Is that too much? <laughs> this is kind of one of those times again. There's, but, a, there's uh, been more times where you've been, where we've gotten done, done recording. You go, I should have said more. Yeah. I should have, I should have went. You know, but yeah. it's all right. Sometimes you got to do that, and you just got to be honest. You know, you yeah. got to be honest. Well, so. I mean, that's that's 100 percent honest on what exactly happened. Like I said, if anyone wants to debate me on the fact, uh, and again, it still comes down to the, the communication call logs, part. The, yeah. It. Yep, so. I mean, if they're going to tell you, yeah, we'll give you a call back and you don't hear from them for days and stuff like that. And especially when, you know, when you first got it, we talked about it and you're just like, it's like two houses down. It's going to be so like, just move it right over there. Yeah. Set I'm, it in place. We're good to go. I was thinking we could get eight guys up there. Well, right. <laughs> just freaking, well, all right. Well, the let's way pick it sounds, up. we probably should have. So. Yeah. Yep. So. All right. Whatever. We're going to move along. Uh, obviously we're 50 minutes into this damn thing. And, uh, I thought, I thought at this point we would be not, not this far, but uh, a couple other things that I want to talk about. Hell, who cares if we go an hour and a half, but, uh, next, next thing up, uh, a while back, Matt, I saw a, I saw a post on Facebook and, uh, it was in the fish Iowa deal. And the guy was, uh, the guy had gotten himself a ticket. Got himself, got himself a, ticket. a ticket. And uh, the caption, the, he actually had a picture where he hooked the ticket with his hook, and then he was holding the rod, and it says, first time catching one of these hamajamas. <laughs> and uh, some people kind of went off, and they said, well, why did you catch one in the first place? And he writes, Water Patrol got me for casting out my wife's lines, who is also a licensed and present angler, uh, but as I, but he ended up casting out all four lines. Hmm. Now I'll be honest, you know, like, okay. So here in Iowa, um, for those of you guys that are from out of state, uh, an angler is allowed to have two lines. You can pay an extra, what is it? $8 a year, bucks, $13 a year 
and you can get a third line. Um, so, so what this kid, I shouldn't call him a kid. He's probably older than me. Hell, I don't know, but whatever. Uh, what this guy is stating is that him and his wife were out fishing, both licensed anglers, both allowed to have two lines. He casted all four lines out. I'm assuming as soon as he casted out the first one, he set the rod in front of his wife, cast out the second one, put it the line in, or, you know, that rod in front of his wife, cast it out two more and put them in front of himself and was ticketed for it because obviously the officer felt like he was fishing with all four lines right now i get it there is probably there there could very well be more to this story that we are not seeing but from the outside in i'm i'm not going along with this one now there's there's a lot more heinous you know things that are going on out there that you know just for something like that i mean just imagine if you're out there and you're with somebody, all you have is bait casters and they don't know how to cast it out there. And you go out there, it's like, well, now I guess I got to let you try to figure it out and cast it out there. And then I'll, you know, undo the bird's nest when you get right. done with it. But well, and, and what if you're, what if you're a guide and yeah. you're pulling plugs? So you get out there and what do you do? You, you drop the first line in there, you throw it in a rod holder. You drop the second line in there, you throw it in a rod holder. You drop the third line in there. Throw it in the rod holder. Hold it. You're over your line yeah. limit right there. Yeah, sorry, bud. You got to let this one next one out. And and I mean, I don't know. I, I'm assuming that is the law. Um, the way that this guy acted on Facebook, he he definitely felt. I mean, he he wasn't like, man, this was a bullshit law. No, I mean, was he was like, like yeah, yeah, you know what? That's what that's what it was. I didn't you know? realize it. So. Yep. Yep. I mean, and and he. He said, like, yeah, the officer was actually pretty cool, whatever. He said, you know, he he, he took it on the chin and, and was absolutely fine with it, did not throw any shade towards, you know, the, the officer, towards the rule, whatever. He said, well, okay, I broke the rule. I got the ticket. Fine, fair enough. But, man, like, and, and so that's what makes me assume that he wasn't mouthing off to this officer. Right. I mean, anyone that has listened to this show knows that we're, you know, in support of, of the officers, whatever. Um, but you know, like, uh, you like know, go, and go and talk to this kid and say, Hey man, you know, I, I noticed that you casted all four out. Uh, that's actually against the law. Um, you're technically fishing with four of them. Like, yep. You might think you're helping. Like, I guess I could have maybe the, you know, most, most wardens are going to sit back and watch for a little while and maybe you watched them and I don't know, maybe this guy went out there threw all four lines out. The whole time his wife is just sitting there reading a book and stuff like that, not paying any attention to the lines. He's tending all the lines, you know, going yep. back and yep. forth and making sure, you know, everything's all right. He's watching them all of a sudden. You get a bite on this one over here. He runs over there, and, you know. You know, he's technically is fishing with four of them, even though she's a licensed angler and she's yep. just, you know, she's not actively participating in it. I don't know. Maybe that was happening. I don't know. I mean. If something like that was happening, then, I mean, even then, it's just, like, still maybe just, you know, throw a warning at them or something like that. And who knows? Maybe it was a younger, you know, inexperienced warden that was just like, no, you know, this is how it is. And well, maybe, like you know, there, too, we're just reading something on Facebook. Maybe they gave the dude a warning two days yeah, prior. Maybe and, they, and, I mean, maybe they did. I mean, <clears throat> I don't know. You know, you know how that goes. I mean, you see it sometimes where a parent will take a kid out and just be like, nope. Oh yeah, yo! If we caught you know 
two, he gets a limit, and I get a limit. You know, we caught him, and this is like the kid is just like, you know, I love it when a kid like rats out there. Oh, you know, hell yeah, they do. Hell oh, yeah, they do. Like, yeah. Did you catch that fish? No, Dad was using all the rods. He didn't let yeah. any of us reel them in. It's like, yeah. oh, really, Dad? <laughs> yeah, nine, a nine-year-old, <laughs> he, he'll tell you. Yeah. He'll tell you. Yep. Uh, but now, whatever. I guess you know more than anything uh, uh, for for people listening here. Um, you know, I guess be aware of it yourself. You know, I, I mean, I, I don't think that this kid went out purposely trying to break a law. Right. And uh, so I, I think, you know, for us listeners, especially ones that are fishing with children or are fishing with a wife or, or somebody that isn't as experienced, you know, obviously you and I, Matt, I, if, if we go out there and we decide that we're going to pull plugs, right? You, you're not dropping right. every single one. It, you know, you hand me two rods and, and you grab two rods yourself yep. and, you know, all right, you got that side of the boat. I got this side. All right, good. You know, whatever. But, uh, and, and you just go ahead and do it. But I mean, it would be really simple for you to do three and for me to do one, you know, yeah. if, if all of a sudden it's like, wow, God dang it. You know, I can't get this clip opener or, you know, something, yeah. you know, something goofy can kind of happen like that. And, you know, I guess just, just be aware that, uh, um, I guess too, that there is know, something there. You bring up that too. say, okay, you and I, we, ha- we only have our regular license. Neither of us have a bonus line license. And I set out these two rods on this side and you set up those two rods on that side and you get a bite on that one side and I grab one of the rods you set out there and reel it in so that it's out of the way. Is that illegal? Am I technically, technically fishing with your, your line? You know what I'm saying? I think if the, uh, the dude that gave this guy a ticket, uh, sees you, I, I don't know. I don't know. Right. <laughs> That's I mean, can you I mean, switch lines halfway through? You know, if I. If I if I put the ones out on the right side of the boat and you put the ones out on the left side of the boat and then halfway through we decide you know what I'm I'm doing the middle rods you're doing the outside rods, I mean, you know, I, I don't know like do we have a, to do we have to reel them in and then reset them back <laughs> like all right exactly. here you go put now name you- tags on the rods please <laughs> like I don't know it's a it's a it's a goofy deal and and like I said. We were not there. We are reading a post on Facebook from the outside looking in, though. Uh, it's kind of like it, it's a head scratcher. Like, yeah, man, like, are we sure on this one? But uh, it's kind of one of who them, knows, like, obs- like one of them rules that you just don't really think about. And then it's just like after you, something like that happens, you're just kind of like, oh, I guess it does make sense. You know, I guess I can see it. But like you said, eh, does he need to really give him a ticket? Yeah, that's all that was happening. Then it's just like, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? But uh, oh, whatever the case, um, moving along. Uh, NWT this last weekend, uh, week weekend, uh, uh, the last one of the regular season. Now I think that they have a championship. Not a hundred percent sure yep, where it is. Pretty sure that's what. But uh, this one was up in Sault Ste. Marie. Uh, Max Wilson gets the dub. Um, that he did. We've been talking a lot about uh, tour level gold. Max Wilson is one of the. Uh, uh, the anglers that's followed on there on uh, tour level gold. Um, cool, cool to see Max Wilson get it. You know, yeah. Dwayne Jelm, John Hoyer. You know, on tour level gold, they they kind of make it out that there's you know these different teams and that you know, yeah, kind kind of uh, uh, rivals and whatnot. And I I think that they are, but uh, um, you know, I saw I think both Dwayne Jelm and John Hoyer gave congratulations uh, posts out to Max Wilson. I think everyone was was happy that uh, yeah. that he he got the dub on that one. And uh, 
Um, I've never heard anyone say anything bad about Max Wilson. I think maybe besides like Johnny Candle or something like that. But <laughs> the, the championship is September sixth through the eighth on Devils Lake this year. Okay. Okay. Nice so, on Devils. Yep. Cool. Cool. Yeah. That's so. Uh, cool. And that's something that you uh, that you have to qualify for. Yes. But um, uh, John Bala Bala whatever uh, had some stats on uh, this, but uh, pretty, some pretty cool stuff. Um, Max Wilson, uh, Campbellsport, Wisconsin, 10 fish uh, over the two days for 65 pounds, 12 ounces. Uh, went ahead and uh, won himself $88,722. Isaac Lakich, uh, second place. Third place, uh, Corey Heiser. Uh, the winning technique, uh, Max Wilson was using a Rapala jigging wrap uh, with forward-facing sonar. Shocker. But... Uh, um, one of the cool things, uh, let me see here. After Sault Ste. Marie, only seven anglers have fished all 46 NWT events in history, dating back to 2013. Uh, that's Corey Sprangle, Jason Shakurit, uh, Dusty Minky, Mark Kortz, Jacob Eli, Kent Anderson, and Chase Parsons. Uh, that's pretty that's wild. Pretty interesting. 46 that's events impressive. since 2013, and, and only of those... Uh, um, of the 98 anglers up at Sault Ste. Marie, 32 of those anglers caught their five fish limit on day one, 39 caught their limit on day two. I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, but, uh, yeah, after four events, John Hoyer is leading AOI race, um, with an average, uh, with an average uh, place of 13th, average finish of 13th, uh, Dwayne Jelm is, uh, in second and Dylan Nussbaum in third, Eric McQuaid fourth. Uh, look at that. Uh, of the top four guys in the Angler of the Year, we've had three of them on the. Uh, well, it's um, not a surprise. No, not at all. Not at, not all. at all. Dylan Dylan's been calling, trying to get on. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't been answering. <laughs> well, he's like from Pennsylvania or something. That's like right. That. That's so, right. Like, That's why I like, keep telling him, like, "Hey, pal, move to the Midwest, Midwest and you can get right. yourself on." But, <laughs> but uh, whatever the case, uh, they actually. Um, uh, one more thing about NWT before uh, we wrap that up. Uh, they uh, put out the 2024 NWT schedule for next year. Uh, they're going to be in Port Clinton, Ohio on Lake Erie, April 18th and 19th. Uh, the Mississippi River out of Red Wing, Minnesota, May 23rd and 24th. Uh, Bay of Green Bay in Wisconsin, June 20th and 21st. Sakakawea, Garrison, North Dakota, August 1st and 2nd. And then the uh, the championship up in Michigan on Lake Huron, uh, that's September fourth and sixth, fourth through sixth. Um, so uh, actually, kind of uh, you know some some pretty cool areas uh, halfway close to us here uh, with Garrison. Um, yeah. You know we've Redwing, we've had yeah. Brett Blumendahl up. Uh, he's out of the Garrison uh, area on Skakawea. Um, You know uh, uh, Red Wing, Minnesota. Um, I don't know. I'm 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 kind of jacked up about that. Uh, that that schedule i think Definitely. it's a cool schedule it looks like a good one i think i it seems like the feedback online a lot of people are excited about it too yep i think it's pretty centrally located you know obviously a couple ohio's uh, uh michigan so the guys out east i feel like they're kind of feeling like they're getting catered yeah. to a little bit um the guys you know more to the west obviously you know the dudes from montana and whatnot uh, i'm sure that they'd love to see something a little bit farther out west but uh you know you still got north dakota you know minnesota um you know and how, how mean, much farther west can you really go you know you, yeah like you said you th you throw there's a couple rivers so i mean 
Yep. yep. You know, then the, there's the lakes. big lakes, the, yep, so. the, the rivers. Kind of cater to everybody. Like, do you, like, we talk about, like, the NWT and their coverage and all that stuff right now. And, like, like it feels like the NWT this year was a good year for them. Like, oh, I think like, so. Like, with tour-level gold, everything like that. Like, yep. the iron is hot right now. Yep, yep. I mean, like, they really need, I mean, they redid their website, whatever. But, I mean. And I like, still don't love no, that. No, neither do I. But it's like it's like now's the time. It's like you've got to do this. Start like, captivating like, audience. Yep. Like with the forward facing sonar, it's gonna change the way people think of walleye fishing and the way people fish walleyes. You know, so like now's the time. Yep. It's like to grow this thing. Like it's you like know, go, go. You know, we we obviously we talk a lot about sprint car racing on here. We love sprint car racing, but uh, you know, the Kyle Larson effect, you know, Kyle Larson, you know, has had a big effect on dirt track racing in general, uh, bringing a lot more people's uh, attention to dirt track racing. And uh, you know, I think, I think the YouTube stuff, you know, with Tom Boley and uh, you know, that it, it's really surprising. Some of the people that I talk to, excuse me, um, that, that kind of bring up, you know, like, yeah, you know, we watch a bunch of the YouTube videos on fishing and whatnot. And I mean, nine out of 10 of them talk about Tom Boley, you know, man, he's so whatever, you know, so, so informative, but when you can turn around and, and put that into a tournament setting and, uh, you know, have, have Max Wilson, have Dwayne Jelm do these things that you're seeing Tom Boley do and then do it and and win $88,000. You know, pe- people are interested. People are damn interested, yeah. and and uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like like you say, this this might be the time where uh, NWT instead of making a thirty minute show that that you're going to put on YouTube, yank yank. Um, you know, may- maybe this is the time where where you get six cameras out in the boats and and you do it. I know, I know. You know, you'd, you'd have to give up a couple secrets, but. Uh, but it seems like it seems like the do you, walleye do you want guys, to grow the sport or not? Right, but it seems like the younger walleye guys are willing to do that. I think so too. I mean, I think Dwayne so too. got on here that yep. night, and he, I mean, he probably sold told some stuff that people were probably like, "Oh, shut up!" You know, you've, shut up. You've about. talked to a couple people so about just, some of the stuff that he said, and they said, so, "Like, I can't believe he, he said, said that." that. Yeah. Right. So it's just like, I mean, these guys are willing to do it, and I mean, because they're confident they're, and, in their skills and they're approachable. You know, yep. and they're yeah, approachable absolutely. guys too, and they're they're understanding that. You know, the fans are, it's, you know, you can grow this thing through the fans and stuff like that. Yep. And I mean, I feel like you go to one of those NWT weigh-ins now and these guys are over by their boats. Kids can go over there and be like, hey, you know, or even a, and a grown adult like us can go over there and talk to these guys. And they'll, they'll sit there and they'll talk right back with you like yep. the bass guys do. And, you know, some of the older ones, I mean, nothing against those guys, but some of them are kind of like you said, this is like kind of secretive, tight-lipped. They don't want anybody knowing what they're doing. They don't want anybody fishing by them. I mean, these guys, you're watching these videos, they're, I mean, they're fishing right with each other, you know, so I don't know. Like I said, I think now's the time that they can really, really expand on this thing and really make it big, but we'll see what happens. Yep. Uh, elite series this last week. Um, Joey Sefuentes, uh, goes ahead and wins his second one of the year. Uh, he wears cowboy hat. No surprise there. Um, very similar to the one that you rock. There's, there's, there's a few times where I was watching live and I was just like, go, I was yelling, go Scott, go. Yeah. Come on. And I was going, I was going, (laughs) you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that Joey Sefuentes is Scott Sturman or that Scott Sturman is Joey Sefuentes, but, uh, 
Nobody's ever seen us in the same room. That's all I'm going to say there. Only way I can tell you guys apart sometimes is that he rocks the sandals and you rock the Crocs. So if he starts wearing Crocs out there in the boat, it's going to be like, wait a minute here. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's 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 kind of black kills my ass. You're out. (laughs) It's one of the things I like to do to throw people off. But uh, you, you you might be on to me a little bit, but uh, no, I, this is my favorite part of the year is when they're up in the northern swing and they're catching smallmouth bass, and it's just watching the fight on that light gear, and uh, yep, it's it's just I just feel like they're fun tournaments to watch because not even not only are they catching big smallies, but they're catching a lot of them, so there's like action throughout the day. It's not yep. like you know you some of them earlier season tournaments all of a sudden. It's like you got to watch the first couple hours alive. Otherwise, you're just going to sit there and watch like zero fish catches, zero fish catches all damn day. Yep. Where it seems like the Smalley tournaments, and they talked about this like like nine o'clock out on there, out there is like when it starts getting better as the day goes yep. on and the sun comes up. And, you know, you start getting all the Japanese anglers with the live and you can't understand what some of them, <laughs> they're saying all this stuff. And all you can understand is they'll like say Mercer or Davy height every once in a while. And they're just, Small and like mouth Disneyland. Yeah. And then whenever they hook into it, it's just like, it's just like, Oh, 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 and it's like, you don't know what they're saying, but just by the way they react and they're just getting so excited and enjoying the fight. But they only so, have four pound line on. So well, right. That's true too. <laughs> Battle of fishing. But no, I just love watching yep, those tournaments. It is fun. It is fun. So yeah, I, what is it? Not not this week, but next week that uh, they're already up in New York. Yeah, I think it's a couple weeks. Yeah. Yep. So uh, if you're a fantasy fishing player, uh, um, be on the lookout for that. Uh, Chris Miller, Miller, who's yeah. in our group number one it's in Drain Miller the Lake. Time. Damn right, past guest. That was that was a freaking fun episode. <laughs> that was way fun. Yes, it but, was. Uh, um, yeah, whatever. Uh, I think that uh, obviously we're going to do Freedom Brew good news stories, but uh, I don't. I think we pretty much covered everything that I really thought that uh, we agree. needed to cover tonight. Um, I am going to attempt to reach out to Max Wilson, get him on uh, next week, and if next week doesn't work, hopefully, you know, in in the next little bit here, I want to get Max Wilson on. Uh, I've actually texted back and forth with Max before. Uh, we were going to have him on. Uh, Heck, that was, that was probably, a while ago, yeah. probably two years ago already. But I, I bet you it's actually even longer. But uh, whatever the case, we were going to get Max Wilson on uh, way back when. Um, just didn't work out. But uh, I think I can get. I, th- I think I can get a hold of him again. Um, would love to get him on. Uh, uh, interesting dude. Uh, he's got a cool story, and uh, uh, he 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 has a tendency to to stack them up. So yeah. uh, um, be a lot of fun there. So. Uh, um, hopefully look forward to next week and we'll have him on. Uh, but uh, uh, good news stories of the week brought to you by Freedom Brew. Before we went out to the Black Hills, we took off at, uh, like I said, 8 a.m. First stop, Larchwood, Iowa. Of course. Got ourselves a couple of caramel fraps for the road. And uh, they were absolutely delicious. Uh, out in the Black Hills, I stopped at two different coffee shops. Um they didn't make them like that. I was gonna say freedom, they didn't make them like that. Freedom Brew gonna re, gonna ruin all of their co- coffee shops for you. We're just saying it. Yep. There was a there was a uh, little coffee shop in downtown Keystone where I got a pretty good sized coffee, but that sucker was ten dollars. Oh no, ten no. freaking dollars. Not only does it taste it's like great, a kick to the nards, but it's affordable too. That's right. That's right. Yep. Tastes great and affordable. That's the slogan. With premium pro, premium. You better believe it. So. I guarantee you that. Uh, 
Austin and Brian are absolutely the best there is, and everyone else who works for them is awesome too. They are. Um, they got ice cream. They got breakfast on in the mornings. They got mini donuts. They got freaking. They you you want it? They got it, including the best coffee in the whole entire world. Uh, uh, the results are just in. They uh, they did a big study worldwide, and uh, Freedom Brew came in number one, just like the Midwest Angler Podcast. And they were even at the county fair. They were at the county fair. You bet your ass they were. Yep, they even had a booth at the county fair. Yep. So uh, what do you got for a good news story, Matt? Uh, You know, I'm just going to go with uh, the whole trip that I was on. It was was a great time. Um, You guys watching Finley for me while we were gone. I mean, we can't thank you guys enough for that. I know you guys don't think it was a big deal, but you know how much the dog means to me. So, you know, knowing that she was in good hands back home, even when it was getting to be super hot out and stuff, you guys were checking in on her multiple times and doing all that stuff, making sure she had water and everything like that. Uh, checking in on my house, my carbon monoxide detector decided to take her crap that week and different people texting and saying, hey, this thing is beeping. And it's just like, well, and then you were able to explain how it goes because you know it's been there since we got the house and it's just like oh yeah time for a new one yep. so yep. that eased my mind a little bit when you're you know four yep. hours away it's just like am i gonna have to run home and yep. have to deal with this or i what? think it's so, the five beeps yep it's five. five beeps means that end of life and and yep. it's funny because ramrod actually had it happen uh um like four weeks ago at his place uh the one up at my work happened uh, uh i don't know like two days later after ramrods did and so yeah. when that thing started going off at your place i'm like hey i and and i first heard it and it was like uh you know just a, a smoke detector with the battery going right. dead and then i'm like i think that's more beeps and and at first i was like four and it's like i don't know we might have an issue here like right. yep. you know i'm about to call in the big guns <laughs> leroy <laughs> sturman yeah <laughs> and uh then I then I realized it was five, and I'm like, I know what the hell's going on, but uh, yeah, whatever, go ahead. My no, bad. that and that's, I mean, thank you guys for doing that. And yep. uh, one more, actually, before I went up to Alexandria a couple weeks before we went up there, Shad Schmidt, um, Facebook friend, online and stuff like that. Never met the guy, fellow fisherman and stuff like that. He's a yep. principal up at Osakis. Okay, he put online that said, hey, you know, if any family or friends that if you had any rod guides that you know are broken need repair and stuff like that i kind of do that for some fun you know as a little bit of the facade thing um if you got any let me know and i can get you fixed up well i happen to have a couple of rods that needed guides put on them that had busted off in the past and i was gonna happen to be up there so i messaged him and be like hey dude you know and he met me at the at a gas station one day i dropped him off and a couple days later they, were, they back, were done, huh? Back in my hands, ready Hell to yeah. go fishing again. And finally got to meet him and stuff like that. So I really appreciated him doing that. So very cool. That was pretty cool. So yeah. Very cool. Those are my good news stories. Yours? Uh, my good news story is going to go out to Weston Nilsson. Uh, oh, yeah. The son of uh, Bryce Nilsson up there uh, in the Big Stone area. Uh, Bryce uh, listens to the show, uh, gives us a lot of hell about uh, bass fishing and uh, how superior walleye fishing is over bass fishing. And uh, Weston Nilsson uh, is currently in the lead uh, up there at the Dakota Angler Custom Salmo Hornet Challenge, uh, 27.8 inches. And, uh, you know, it's just good that, uh, um, you know, little Weston uh, could carry the uh, the slack or, you well, know, definitely. pick up the slack because his dad uh, – just don't really seem like he, he catches them much anymore. It's, right. it's a good thing that Weston uh, 
is uh, is taking care of that. But we- Weston uh, needs to be careful because we know that he has to set all the lines for his dad. That's so. right. <laughs> Next thing you know, Weston's going to go home and get himself a ticket. So <laughs> explain that one to Mom, Weston. <laughs> Well, if my dad didn't suck. Yeah, right. I wouldn't have to do all the figuring. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, no, I thought that was pretty cool. I, I was scrolling through. I was like, hell yeah, that's badass. So, uh, um, no, and that's just a cool deal. Uh, if you yeah. get those custom uh, colored uh, Salma Hornets up there at Dakota Angler, they're doing, uh, um, you know, take take a picture of your fish uh, on the uh, on the bump board with the, uh, the custom Hornet in its mouth and get yourself entered. I'm not 100% sure what they win there. At oh, twenty, at twenty, tickets, that's what it is. It's Vikings, Vikings tickets. tickets. Yeah, right. we talked about that. I forgot about that, but uh, um, yeah, I, at twenty-seven point eight, I I know I'm pretty well out of that one. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but uh, nope that uh, that is episode two twenty-seven. Uh, like I said before, we appreciate all you guys that have reached out, uh, razzing us uh, about uh, uh, getting an episode out. Uh, it's it's just cool to hear, you know, from from all you people and. Uh, um, you know, we are, we're just regular dudes and, and we have regular lives and families and everything else. But, uh, uh, we truly do enjoy, uh, getting these out, you know, like I mentioned earlier, there's sometimes where it's like, God oh, dang it, you know, life gets in the way and, yeah. and things happen. And it's like, man, you know, we got to try to sneak in an episode and, you know, I've got, uh, I've got an honorary toddler and, <laughs> and, uh, you know, Matt, Matt coaches and, you know, it just, it, sometimes it can be a lot, but, uh, yep. uh, you know, when, when you start to get the messages like that, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. It, uh, um, Makes you know, know you're doing like it's worth. Yeah. Yeah. We're not that. just talking into the microphone and, you know, I mean, obviously you see the numbers when, uh, you know, when we upload things and whatnot, but, uh, to actually get the messages from people, uh, we do appreciate it guys. So, uh, yeah, with that, uh, we'll call that episode 227. Uh, we look forward to seeing you again next week on 228. Later. Later.